This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Tunes and Tumblr's Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. Be sure to give both Atwood and Tunes and Tumblr's a like, subscribe, share, and everything on all the platforms, and tell your friends about us. There's a very thin line between podcasting and speaking into an empty void. Please don't let us be the latter, and please enjoy this vast emptiness responsibly. It's the first Century Club of the season, which means we have a special musical guest waiting for y'all. Jake Ingalls of the psychedelic pop band Space Face will be dropping by at the end of the show to give us an exclusive listen to their song Millions and Memes, a fun, exuberant cut off their latest album, Anamoya, which, if you didn't know, is a term that means nostalgia for a time you've never known. We finally have a word for what we talk about all the time on the show. So stick around, hear the track, and get your day started on an upbeat note. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of guys who are canceling their Spotify subscriptions in solidarity with Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, and they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. Thanks for joining me, gents. First Century Club of the Year. Pedro, what number are we on so far? Not 100. (laughs) 867-5309. I think we're in the 20s or 30s right now. Damn, so far. That's what I tell people my age when they ask. <laughs> 20s or 30s, you decide. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure at this point the pandemic is not going to end until we get to 100. Um, that's, the, uh, th- that's the barometer, I think. <laughs> it's actually our fault, but it hasn't. Yes. <laughs> so three more years, folks. Just three years. <laughs> Hang in there. Um, well, you know, with it being Century Club, we should stop by the news desk, but I've been having too much fun with our newest segment, Bands and Bookmarks. Let's hop on that reading rainbow with our very own LeVar Burton. Ryan, what <laughs> book do you have for us to peruse today? God, those were two intros, two especially egregious, <laughs> egregiously offensive intros today. He hit you uh, and then he kicked you. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I am, though, now a proud subscriber to Kazaa new streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so today, folks, I am proud to announce um, we're going to be reading some excerpts uh, from a book called The Gucci Man Guide to Greatness. This comes courtesy of host of the show, Mr. Anthony Anthony K. Um, Anthony Maine. He got this book for me as a gift, and um, it was, uh, I consider it a great honor to now have this book in my possession. Um, this is published by Simon and Schuster, and uh, was written uh, with Soren Baker. Soren Baker, 
Um, so I want to start out with just a word from Gucci Man, which is in the jacket of this book. Um, and it goes as such. I live by the principles in this book. These are my secrets to success, health, wealth, and self-improvement. I wanted to write this book to give you a tool set. It's not going to be easy. But study these words and put them into action. I want this book to keep you motivated. I want you to keep coming back to it for guidance and inspiration. This book is a challenge. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't think that what you're saying is not important. I'd say that's bad advice. Don't think you can't <laughs> achieve the impossible. Everyone needs some game, so here it is. Enjoy. And also with you, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the, the Catholic part of me really wanted to do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just as many platitudes as will fit on a book <laughs> jacket cover. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So the book jacket for this is gorgeous. The packaging is really fantastic. Um, really high quality images inside. It's it's a heavy book, I'd say. Um, each chapter is very straightforward. Um, uh, it's so hard to know where to start and to narrow in on it. But I think <laughs> I want to I wanna start out with one... That might be surprising to hear this from, from Gucci Man, but this is a chapter called I Don't Do Things for Fun. <laughs> so um, this one starts out, this is something my daddy used to say. If you think about it, it's real. I said to him one time, let's play cards for fun because I had lost my money to him. <laughs> he showed me how to play for a dime, maybe a dollar. He taught me for like a month. Then when it was over with, I was like, give me my money back. Now this was around the same time he said, you quit when you win. I was like, why'd you quit on me? He was like, if I don't quit when I win, when am I going to quit? So he's really giving me a lot of game. So I said, Dad, let's just play for fun. I know how to play now. He said, I don't do things for fun. We need to gamble or not do it. Because the last time I did something for fun, I had a son. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, did it, Listeners, did you keep track of all the red flags <laughs> in his dad's statements? I know. Like, it kept going. And I was like, wait, bad. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this chapter is fantastic. There's a lot of nuggets in here. You know, he goes on and then says, My first song was Lawnmower Man, and the chorus was something my daddy would always say. Don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. I'm the lawnmower man, and your ass is grass. That means I'm going to beat your ass when I come home. He never whooped me, but that would just be a threat. He would say that, and then say he was going to take me in the back. Um, we'll leave it there. Strong, <laughs> strong. Uh, I'm, I'm getting like strong honey boy vibes from this book. <laughs> so let's, let's move on to, um, we're going to read from another, this is, I'm jumping, I'm jumping back. I'm jumping around a bit. Um, but I think this book is, I think it's written as a guide so you can kind of go to each thing. You can earmark certain lessons and then return. It's meant to be highlighted, I would say perhaps, but I would say maybe use sticky notes. Cause again, this book, it's a really beautiful book. Um, <laughs> So this is called Everybody Must Be Held Accountable. <laughs> um, it is hard to look in the mirror and see the truth. It's hard to judge yourself. People create their own narrative of who they are, and it's not always rooted in reality. It's hard to be brutal on yourself. Every day I critique what I ate. In my self-talk, I'm like, damn, man, I could have done better. Damn, I was kind of undisciplined in the things I said. I could have watched what I said, the tone I used. I could have been done better in that meeting, been more open. I was aggressive for no reason. It's easy just to brush it off when you know you weren't operating at a high level. It's a defense mechanism. But I'm like, damn, I need to be better. With this meeting tomorrow, I'm going to do better. And then tomorrow I ask myself, did I do better? All these things, it's easy to not deal with them. You can go through the whole day without having that conversation with yourself. I reflect. I keep myself in check. I hold myself accountable. All right. So I like that. That was particularly inspiring. 
Now, this chapter, I was I was surprised to learn Gucci Man is a wife guy. So this is called "I Love My Wife." <laughs> Marriage is one of the best things that ever happened to me. My wife makes me so happy. I found a great wife, a supportive wife, a wife with an income who helps me, a wife who is already financially literate and had skills she could help me with. She challenges me to be better. She holds me accountable too. Remember, folks, accountability. And she'll say, "Hey." Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to put out a better album, get in better shape, watch what I eat and what I say. I told my wife her presence is the present. Um, <laughs> I cut it who is his wife? Maybe we just cut it off there. Who, who is he uh, married to? Yeah, who's his wife? Um, let's see. Live in the... Uh, hold on, I just have to say this section is great. Live in the life, me and my fine-ass wife. <laughs> 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 and then the next the next section is called Hot Wife, Rich Husband. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> I, lo- I love this book. This is it's, a really great read. You're right. It is very straightforward. It's like, look, this is what it is. Hot Wife, Rich Husband. Whether this was ghostwritten or not, I, however it was written, it feels very much like in the, like it sounds like him. Like I feel like he's talking to me. And each line feels very straightforward and, and for, you know, um, firm, you know, like he is completely certain in all of this. Like he was dictating um, it to somebody who was like, if you change a single word, I will <laughs> right, fire you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, uh, that Kenny Powers book on tape. Like I don't write, I only dictate. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> dictating to Siri. <laughs> um, so his wife is, um. Boy, I feel like I'm really going to butcher this, so forgive me. Uh, Kashia Kaur, um, but they married in 2017, for what it's worth. So folks, check out The Gucci Man Guide to Greatness. Highly recommend. You're going to learn some stuff. Um, it's going to be hard at times. You know, it's not going to be easy, but I am confident that if you internalize these lessons, you are going to be on the road to greatness, plain and simple. You want to get to the next level? You want a hot wife? <laughs> get this book. <laughs> Can't, we can't speak to, I don't know if we can speak to husbands here, but I'm sure Gucci would, would assure you that that also applies. If you're looking for a husband, out of luck. <laughs> Try you the Keek to Sneak book. <laughs> the Guide to Sneakness. You know, Ryan, I saw that book in the store with its golden cover, and it was just like this beacon. It screamed, buy this for Ryan. And you know what? It certainly didn't disappoint. Nope. It did not disappoint, let me tell you. Um, yeah. I always make it my goal when reading these things to overstand, never understand. In the words of DJ. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Khaled. Wise man. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that is so great. You know, but I think we need to explore. <laughs> has his hand in his face. Uh, ready to go. <laughs> I think we need even more greatness, though. Ryan, is there a song we can pop in the tape deck today? Yes. On the tape deck today, we're going to be listening to No ID, the latest single from Tank and the Bangas. It's from their new album, Red Balloon, which is out in May on Verve Forecast. Whoop, whoop. You know, I'm not overly familiar with Tank and the Bangas besides the fact that they are number one from New Orleans and number two, they were nominated for a Best New Artist Grammy back when Billy won, if everyone remembers that. But you know what? I have to say, this is a really fun track and a nice departure from the music we usually cover. And that's not to say that I don't usually like the music we cover on this show. I just think we need a little bit more of that rhythm and soul every once in a while. It's not to say it, it's just to imply it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say over-familiarize, never under-familiarize. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> You're just going to do that for the whole show? <laughs> 
Pedro, do you have a shot to knock back with this one? Hell yes. Um, I love Tank of the Bangers and I love this song and I love that it's sort of the first taste we get of the coming album Red Balloon. Um, so I kind of wanted to nod to the the name of that album. I wanted to figure out how to make a shot that had like a red balloon floating in it. Wow. So what we've got is um, some chilled cake vodka, coconut rum, uh, some creme de cacao. And then I dropped a tiny scoop of raspberry sorbet in there and it just floats right at the top like a red balloon. Holy shit. And let me... Um, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah it's, yeah, it's absolutely delicious. Oh, my God. Wow. It is, yeah. It's fucking good. And I mean, it's it. what else do I call it? It's a red balloon. He figured out how to make that float in the shot. That's incredible. We have to show people. Oh, I've, 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 I've gotten I've gotten photos. I've got a slow-mo video of the of the sorbet dropping into it. We'll we'll be showing people. God damn. Please miss once. <laughs> you know, I was really proud of myself today because you're not the only one who made a shot. I made my own. Uh, if you can see it, I was tired of not drinking with you guys. I see uh, it. Yes, you can kind of see it. This one's very simple. I just, you know, I made it red for red balloon. It looks tasty. It's, it's muddled raspberry, agave, lime, and mezcal. Uh, you know what? Don't judge me. I've been deprived of making drinks for like two years. I'm about to try it. It's, <laughs> that, it's pr- that sounds delicious. I'm also calling that it a red balloon. Really Hell but yeah. it's, it doesn't look as good as the other one. I'm just going <laughs> to... This is a big shot, so I, I think I might just sip it. Oh, wait. Know. It's a shot. <laughs> yeah, this is a shot. This that, is a shot glass. I, I, I feel like you could sip that, but yeah, take the shot. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Woo, that's actually quite delicious. That sounds it sounds really really Ooh. good. I actually used raspberry sorbet, so mm. raspberries, great mm. minds, right? Mm. Yeah. That, oh, I didn't that even. Lo- that looks and even, sounds delicious. We didn't even toast. Uh, I got half the shot left. Cheers, everyone! Uh, cheers! 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 Pedro, is there some sort of a dessert maybe that you would pair with this, like food wise? If you were at a had like an afternoon at Cafe Du Monde, would you? <laughs> Uh, you know, as I often am. Uh, <laughs> Pedro flies out to New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Just for... um, I don't know. I was kind of inspired by like the idea of like king cake, though, um, from like mm. New Orleans and stuff. So I, that's why I went with like cake vodka. I don't know if I. I, I mean, yeah. this this shot truly is dessert. It's got cake, chocolate, and coconut with sorbet in it. This 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 shot is You're the right. dessert. Mm-hmm. And if you ever come for me like that again, Ryan, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> Uh, Tank and the Bangas. Pedro, this Century Club was your pick today. Can you tell us a little bit about your history with this band? Um, so my cousin, who is like a, he, he's constantly discovering amazing music, uh, Jeremiah, he sent me, a long time ago, he sent me their, um, the video they made for the NPR, like Tiny Desk contest. Um, and it was like, it, it's just a perfect video. Like it showcases um, their their talent first of all like they're an amazing band everyone every like you know every piece of of the band comes together so so well um uh, especially you know tank herself um she's got this amazing soulful voice and they they play um the song that they played is uh quick it's called quick and it's just like it's this whimsical setup they're they're dressed like they're students in school and they're just sort of fucking around in the classroom um and they're just doing their fucking thing and it's so fun and it sounds amazing and it's um it's one of my favorite videos like ever it's it's so perfect and it, it, that was my first introduction to them and I, i've just like followed them ever since and like they're they're incredible they, they've got this soul they've got this like this energy behind them and they're they're just so good at what they do 
So this is the second NOLA artist that we've discussed on the show. The first being Big Fridia. And it's really making me want to visit. Have you guys ever been? Indeed, I have. Yeah, this is, uh, I think Big Fridia is actually on a song from the forthcoming album. I like saw this that album, too. Yeah, very much a New Orleans album, I think. I think there's even a track called Cafe du Monde on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I went for Jazz Fest some years ago when Paul Simon was a headliner. And I was supposed to see Stevie Wonder, but the uh, major storm uh, ended the Saturday day in the middle of the day. Like they had to evacuate the whole thing. And it was a little, it was a little scary <laughs> seeing people in like hurricane response mode. Um, but my highlight from that was somewhat bittersweet because that was the same weekend that Prince had died. Oh, and yeah. so, um, but what this meant, which was nice in some way, I guess, was that every almost every act we saw did a cover of purple rain in tribute to prince so i it ranged from um big freedia themselves <laughs> seeing them do a cover of purple rain and my morning jacket during a cover of purple rain and so everybody that weekend was paying tribute which was fantastic because it was such a it seemed like such a last minute thing but so many people just know you just know those songs they're so classic so it was just a really nice felt like a universal celebration of Prince um, kind of just affirming how many people he touched. And, um, but yeah, also just incredible. Yeah. The cuisine is, is unbelievable in new Orleans. And, um, and you really just, it's truly the best of America. I feel like, like should be America's capital, really so much rich history and like a true melting pot in a really beautiful way. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, five out of five would recommend. I remember, I think we were both out of town. Like when, when you were in New Orleans, we were both gone. And I came back and like you had oh, yeah. brought all these souvenir glasses back. And you, got like, <laughs> you got like the grenades and like the alligator. <laughs> yeah. And the giant, the giant. Um... Like the tor that's the torso. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah it's it's a torso <laughs> yeah. with a huge ass. And yeah, I remember right. I had about like, oh, I also had these shot, these jello shot things that were administered via like a shot oh, dude. pump. Yeah. The syringes. We still got yeah. those. <laughs> I think you used one of those for one of our drinks, but. Probably. I remember I brought those with me, you know, I had to bring them back in my luggage and something was going off in my bag. And so they made me empty the entire one bag I had of all these stupid glasses I had. <laughs> so it was just me <laughs> like, sir, empty the bag. And it was just dumb glass after dumb glass. <laughs> it was like all the stupid shit I'd acquired, like the giant, the giant ass glass, the giant tit glass, <laughs> the, gr the grenade that like the horny gator with the green thing, you know, it was just like, and all these they're syringes, like, these jelly like, shot wow, syringes. you're not a threat at all. <laughs> I don't think, I think they just wanted me to do that. Like, I think if I, if I had that job, I would occasionally just abuse my power and make somebody just do that. Like embarrass, empty out all their embarrassing shit. <laughs> That's eh, a light day. Let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah. They like see a knife in my bag and don't say anything, but they're like, you just want to see all the stupid glasses. Um, so get the hell out yeah. of here, sir. We're joking. <laughs> yep. That's my experience. What about you, Pedro? What did you do when you were in New Orleans? I've never been. I, I want to go really bad. I have a feeling like I, I, like I want to go so bad, but I also have a feeling that I won't come back if I do. You won't. It, like, it was hard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not because, like, not, but not by choice. Like, I, f I feel like I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come back in a body bag, is what you mean. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like, I'll be sent back to my parents. But it just seems like so much fun. Like, you, you see so much about it, like, on TV. And, like, you know, shows are constantly trying to recreate sort of that that feeling. It just looks like, uh, it, lo it looks like a paradise for anyone who just loves to party. 
ironically oh ironically maybe that's not the right word <laughs> unexpectedly we'll call um, on us more set we'll ask her yeah 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 yeah. uh <laughs> she might have um you know copyrighted that word but <laughs> i think like the thing that feels most new orleans to me it's not any of the party movies not any of the mardi gras uh have you guys seen the show dating around on netflix nope it's, i don't believe so so it's like a um a verite style docu series where like somebody goes out on several blind dates and they're like intercut with one another and then at the end they choose one person there was a whole season in new orleans and it just made me want to go all these restaurants all of these locations it just felt so alive and not in the way where you think like woo party mardi gras it's just like this city is so rich also i really recommend that show it has none of like the talking heads none of the um manufactured drama it's just like you are dropping in on these dates as they happen i actually i have seen like a few episodes of that now that like you explained it i remember watching that yeah um it's it is actually really entertaining because yeah it really just feels like you're watching something you shouldn't but but yeah like that's but you, you you i agree with that like that's what new orleans seems like you know like disneyland is like just incredibly immersive there's no gap in any of the entertainment of like any of what's going on you're like in this whole different world that's what new orleans seems like from afar Mm -hmm. yeah i would say that's how it feels for sure um and also the idea of just getting trapped in the downtown like when it rains and things streets starts flooding you're just sort of trapped there and can really only take refuge in bars um yeah so like you said pedro incredibly dangerous um, <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> people who like to party i'm gonna end up in like a dalmatian painted gimp suit just in the back of some bar <laughs> uh there's one bar there that i really liked that's sort of touristy but it's still kind of fun but it's the carousel bar and the bar mm. is on a rotating platform that moves very slowly like a carousel so you're uh you could like be drinking speaking to somebody and then turn and all of a sudden you're on the other side of the bar um, that sounds like a fucking nightmare <laughs> where the fuck am I how long have I been drinking I don't need exactly. help getting disoriented carousel bar thank you uh, let's return to talking about this band because I feel like they're so unique and very interesting and again yeah. not like most of the music we talk about but also most of the music that's been coming out in the past two years has been so heavily influenced by the pandemic that it's like this thing that we just can't seem to get away from talking about. And Tank and the Bangas kind of continue this tradition. They said um, in the press release for this song that they uh, the forced break of the pandemic gave them the space to become a more unified group. And Pedro, for someone who's familiar with uh their music how do you feel like that comes across in this song there's just something in this particular single that just like because they're usually incredibly um i mean their their music's always good and it's very soulful and it's really poetic this song is all those things but it's also just very like catchy and it's very like dancey and it's I, i feel like it's even more palatable than music they've put out in the past um like this this song's a little more for everyone than it is just for tank and the bangus fans you know what i mean um this song like could and should be on radio for people to listen to it. You know what I mean? So like this, <laughs> there's, there's almost like a, um, I mean, when you're, when you're sort of just stuck in, in quarantine forever, you, you gotta get, you gotta get that. The, there's like build, there's like a building up energy that you gotta get out. And that's what it kind of feels like with this single. Also, I think we need to talk about really quickly that their last album was called green balloon. And this one is called red balloon. 
can we speculate without really knowing like what the transition there is? I I don't know I don't know how to speculate on that. I just like the idea of like there's there's like a theme with their albums like Weezer, right? They just have like different colored albums. Mm-hmm. The Balloon Trilogy. The Balloon Trilogy. The Balloon Trilogy. <laughs> What's the next one? Yellow Balloon, Purple Balloon, Indigo Balloon. Indigo Balloon. <laughs> Isn't Indigo like this color that? like doesn't exist really like no one has ever really seen it it's supposed to be part of the rainbow right yeah i was reading oliver Sacks recently and he was talking about this experience that he had where he like really wanted to see indigo but like indigo is this like elusive color that doesn't really exist and he got like really really high and he like called into the void i want to see indigo and he did for like the briefest of moments and it was like this epiphany and then it disappeared and he's he never saw it since of all the things he wanted to see indigo (laughs) you have one wish and that's how you spent it Good use of shrooms, dude. <laughs> but anyway, his <laughs> one genie wishes. <laughs> but also, like, the, indigo. <laughs> but this single, like, there's like a certain because uh, it's like you know it's talking about sort of closing yourself off from other people and being like, well, you got to show me yours before I show you mine. Like, I mean, especially with COVID, you know, there's physical distance. <laughs> there's actual physical distance we're keeping with people, but this song is talking about sort of more of an emotional, mental distance. Show me your Vax card before you can get close to me. 100%. There was a great quote where I think they said, it is interesting in this world now where you're scanning QR codes, showing IDs to people, places who you don't know and will never see again. But for a partner, a potential romantic partner, you don't show them an ID. Like we share our IDs with so many so easily. So really, is it that unreasonable to ask, you know, somebody you're going to be letting into your life for an ID or or figuratively, you know, their ID? It's an interesting I, one. I want printed out documentation from your doctor that you've had a recent <laughs> STI check. And I want to like go through it page by page while you're like in the room with me. You want a STD credit report? Yes. <laughs> An STD FICO score. <laughs> like that's the biggest thing. Like check your partner's credit. Like it, it is an interesting thing because like there's a different, at least, at least like the way, the way I see it, there's a different approach when it comes to like, you know casual quick maybe one-time interactions as opposed to like someone you maybe you're interested romantically there's a Mm -hmm. very different approach to it all and for some reason yeah you show that person that you want to date way less from the get-go and it's that's backwards as shit really (laughs) it is whoever said less history more mystery was missing the mark yeah like like you're 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 kind of like you you get this fear of being branded fucking insane if you just like sort of spill it all out on the first date and the thing is like it's i'm not saying (laughs) you should stop doing that because if someone did that on the first date for me i'd probably be like we're not seeing each other again but like it's a it's weird like it it shouldn't work that way but it does Mm -hmm. there's people i've met like just sort of one or two times who like assume that like we're friends when i've talk to you once and i was civil to you and it's like you don't actually know anything about me like we're not close like you're an acquaintance that's right tell him (laughs) i hate it it's one of my biggest pet peeves honestly (laughs) unfortunately we're kind of running out of time in our century club today and another unfortunately if tank and the bangas were to come to the tunes and tumblers bar we'd have to turn them away because they have no id and I, I, you know, I've been thinking about it. I think that the artist IDs are this unsung gem of the show. From the many, many, many IDs that we've seen, do you guys have any favorites? I loved um, Joshua Spears. 
Max's ID. Um, the the motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. like the the pieces mm. of the of the light. That was that was great. I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. Like I I I love the ID segment just because like it gives you something about the artist that like you wouldn't really get anywhere else. Yeah, I think probably John Moses's uh, printout <laughs> of the Amazon book recommendation that Allison had gotten. Um, <laughs> just that bizarre German uh, <laughs> fable. That was Straganona. Straganona. <laughs> wow. Dude, anything that guy brings to the show, like, it's going to be gold. That's why at the TNT festival he's going to be djing the silent disco every day with breaks to do hashtag mood and then people are going to be shouting out recommendations and he's going to make the playlist live i'm manifesting this how dope would that be though it's like him in front of a dj booth and like a big screen behind him and the mood just pops up and he has to like switch and like everyone sees what the mood is oh (laughs) let's make it happen the jsmr the john moses or the uh well the JMSMR. <laughs> uh, Abby the Nomad had a great one, which was just yes. a Raising Cane's chicken strip, I think. Um, and he made brilliant. that work. Like, that really said a lot about him. Yeah, which was so creative. Um, yeah, we just, it's really a great time for the guests' creativity to shine. So, yeah, we encourage folks, uh, you know, if you breeze through that or maybe it's not a favorite part, maybe, hey, revisit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two, get some laughs. They've all been pretty cool. Like some other ones I'm, I'm remembering right now are like Tessa Violet's like singing bowl. Ooh, that was a great oh, one. Um, man. Nambe had a crystal. Like it was big. I think it was a huge thing. Um, there's a lot. Uh, uh, Luna Aura's birdhouse. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the mid-century modern oh Airstream yeah. birdhouse. Like there's, there's been, a, there's been a lot of really good ideas. I love when, I love when the artists really like get creative with it. I really love Dent Mays. Uh, he brought in his grand, his great, great grandfather's speech. The Epic. whiskey speech. Yes, the whiskey that, speech. Oh. I think, Ryan, you were going to say the Aces. The Aces had a really good collection of IDs. Yeah, those were good. I, I want to say that they brought Jenny's ice cream, but that's not what happened. No, they did. Is yeah, that what they, they did? did. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it was like Jenny's ice cream and then like um, uh, <laughs> lactose pills. <laughs> and there was like CBD in there. It was good. And oh, then a man. rape whistle. Don't forget that one. That's right. The rape whistle. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. It was all for the club. It was all for a trip to the club. That's right. Fucking brilliant. Um, so many of those songs, great for the club, too. Let me just say. 100%. Um, Especially this song. How about no you? ID, excellent for the club. <laughs> I think uh, another one of my favorites that I come back to a lot because the way she described it was so funny is the painting that uh, Sad Alex's friend made for her birthday. Happy birthday, Sad Alex, you sad, sad weirdo. That's right. That was a good one, too. <laughs> We should do uh we should make an episode at some point which is just a collage of the clips of all the mood segments. Oh, absolutely. 100%. IDs yeah. and moods. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the way that we're doing season 4 listeners is that every fifth week is going to be a bonus episode week to give us time to relax. So just don't skip those. They're going to be really great stuff. Uh we have moods, we have um IDs, we're going to have interviews. We were like, whoa, this is too racy to put on the air. So <laughs> so we're going to put it on the air. Put on the <laughs> <laughs> Try and stop us, Mitch. <laughs> All right, you guys. It's Century Club. So I think it's time that we turn things over to our musical guest for the day. But before we shut down the bar, 
any lingering thoughts about Tank and the Bangas, about IDs, about NOLA, anything. If you don't know Tank and the Bangas, now is as good a time as any to get into them. Fucking do it. Check them out. They are, they are well worth your time. Don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> Gucci bang, bang. bang about it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's close off with a, with another quote from this book. <laughs> um, oh, this is my favorite. Um, uh, something to f- reflect on, folks. Um, you've got to use your head for more than a hat rack. Amen. Mm. Amen. Am I, am I? I mean, is, is he right or? preach you might not like it but good luck trying to argue with it you know gucci be with you (laughs) and also with you (laughs) (laughs) and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to like the show and atwood on every platform and check out some more of pantheon's amazing music-based podcasts also please rate and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts it really helps a lot And if you scroll down to the bottom of the episode description, you'll find a link where you can donate directly to the show. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and fueling my debilitating Topo Chico addiction. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And before we go, we have one last treat for you. Jake Ingalls of Memphis psychedelic pop band Space Face is here to introduce their song, Millions in Memes, a cut off their new album, Anamoya, which dropped on streaming this past Friday. If you haven't heard of Space Face, they are masters at setting a vibe. They use funky bass lines, shining guitar licks, and a healthy dose of cerebral electropop to create the perfect head-bopping blend to mix drinks to. I hope you like them as much as we do. Tunes and Tumblers fam, here is Millions and Memes by Space Face. Cheers. 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 Hey, Tunes and Tumblers. Uh, This is Jake Ingalls from the band Space Face. We make psychedelic dream rock or psych pop, however you want to call it. And uh, we're really happy to be here on Tunes and Tumblers. We uh, actually put out a cocktail list for each song on our new album, and what I've been drinking recently is the cocktail we made after the song you're about to hear, Millions and Memes. It's pineapple juice, Aperol, and lime, shaken and then served over ice. It's really good. Um, Yeah, enjoy. Thanks for having us.